0: mics are in position. Yep. The cameras are all pointed in the right place. I think so. That means it's time for the tug of war.
1: What's up, everybody? We're glad you're hanging out with us today.
0: Yeah, this is our second episode of the conversation between two friends. That's right. About how we all have this internal hunger, desire, passion to accomplish all that God's put in us. Yes. But yeah, there's a bunch of hurdles. Yeah,
1: and there's a tension between where we want to be and where we are right now, and all the tug of how to get there.
0: Yeah, and so, uh, my name's Trustin. I'm the pastor of Living Church in Mansfield.
1: I'm Whitney, I get to be the executive pastor <clears throat> at Living Church in Mansfield.
0: Uh, not only do we work together, but we're best friends. Yep. Uh, this is not my wife. Nope. I'm not her husband. Nope. I'm married to uh, Rachel. Here's her photo. Can we do that? Can we put photos in? Yeah. And here's my best friend and her husband, Aaron.
1: Look at him, y'all. He's so cute.
0: And there they are. (laughs) And so they are really, they are really what make this work. That's right. Like for men and women to function in ministry together healthily, it takes like healthy marriages and healthy communication but we're going to nail a bunch of that in upcoming episodes. That's
1: true. That's true. Today we're going to talk about something different. Yep. Um, but before we get started, we also have some friends in the room that hang out with us while we do oh. this. Bailey is here, uh, making sure the mics sound good and doing all the things. Easton is here, making sure the cameras work and that we don't look ridiculous. E-money in and the so house. so they're here. You B-griff. might hear them sometimes if we have to ask them a question.
0: Yeah, or if we screw up, like if I, if I hit the microphone or if I like... If I like get bored and I like look into outer space.
1: <laughs> and they say, Hey, yeah. come back. <laughs> and you hear this noise that's Easton telling me to
0: wake it wake it back up. Yeah.
1: So today we're gonna to talk about something though that really is a giant hurdle in stepping into more.
0: Right. So God's called all of us to something great. Yep. We have this innate belief. That we're made to do something amazing. Yeah, no
1: matter if we're leaders, uh, whether we're the boss, whether we're the lead pastor, whether we're just starting in ministry or in life or in whatever God's called us to, everyone is called to more.
0: So we know that we're supposed to shoot for the moon and land among the stars. That's right. See what I did? Oh, But the thing that stops us is insecurity. Yep. I really believe that insecurity is the greatest epidemic in the church. And I think it's the greatest epidemic for anybody pursuing something great.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a huge hurdle struggle. I think that we all have things we're insecure about, mm-hmm. but if we're not careful and we don't fight those things, we can become insecure in life oh, in and what good. we're called to and the things that God has for us. And yeah. so we have to fight those insecurities when they pop up because yeah. that's human.
0: No insecurity. What you're saying is it is it infiltrates right insecurity in one area infiltrates. Not just other areas, but who you are. Right. Like your personality. Right. And when we don't deal with those things, man, it jacks everything. Yeah, because... Because when God says, you can do this, you say, no, I can't. Right.
1: No, because he doesn't call us to things that are right within our power to do. That's what he, his might and his power is for. Yeah,
0: exactly. Goliath was not six foot two. Right. Right? And <laughs> like, David
1: six foot three. Yeah, right. like
0: we're not called to just little things. We're right. called to more. We're right. called to something great. But man, that insecurity, it really wants to defeat us. And
1: we all have different things we're insecure about. I would imagine you're not insecure about the same things that I'm insecure about. Because you're a strong, yeah. tough dude. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a lady. Like. Everybody has different things they're insecure about. Yeah, but
0: I'm insecure about lots.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: I'm insecure about this podcast right now. No, right. I'm insecure uh, that nobody's going to watch it. Right. I'm insecure that we don't even really know what we're talking about. Right.
1: Or that everyone's going to watch it and hate it. Well, yeah. No, you're not. insecure. No, I know
0: because I kind of don't care. You don't care. That's true. But but no, yeah, you're just insecure. Right. All kind of stuff. Right. I'm insecure. I got a camo shirt. We got flowers on it. You know what I'm actually super insecure about? What? Is my phone in the shot? in this shot.
1: Show. Pick I'm insecure about my microphone. pop my
0: pop socket. <laughs> do you know how amazing a pop socket is? Uh, you but tell I'm, me constantly. But I'm insecure because a friend of mine told me, I can't believe a guy like you has a pop socket. I was like, what do you mean a guy like me? they were like, that's like a really like girl thing. You
1: were going to say chick thing. Yeah. Chick you? thing.
0: And like guys, you're supposed to have big hands and you're supposed to be able to manage your phone without a pop socket. And so I'm insecure that y'all saw my pop socket. <laughs> It's true though. Pop socket. Okay. (laughs) But there's all these things that we're insecure about in life, and if you're just starting out, like in life and ministry and relationships and business, and you don't deal with those insecurities, guess what? They're gonna stay there forever. Yeah. It's not like you just wake up one day and you stop being insecure about what you look like or what you sound like or your family because as you step into more
1: they are amplified yeah as you step into even new jobs new positions new things the things you were already insecure about if you haven't dealt with them they just haven't the enemy has an opportunity to use it to make you feel even worse
0: what are you insecure about oh all kinds of things
1: (laughs) uh I get insecure whenever we walk through sermons together because I feel like oh, yeah, you're a way better well. communicator than me. And you've helped me, you've guided me, you've taught me so much. But I always want to do my best. And I want you to be proud of me and think that I did good. And so I get insecure every time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing better. Than so I used much to. better. But it's weird. Whitney and I can talk. Forever.
1: About all the things.
0: And you're never nervous. There's nope. never any trepidation. No. Nope. But the minute that like, let okay, me let me let me walk through my message, there's really this like feeling. Weird
1: in my stomach.
0: But it's not about me.
1: No. It's about, it's about like. About all of it.
0: For me, I get really insecure anytime I'm writing. Okay. And so like if I'm writing on the whiteboard, yeah. I get insecure because I have really bad handwriting and I can't. I'm not a great speller. I'm hmm. better than I used to be. Uh,
1: way, yeah. Or
0: like just yesterday we were meeting and working on a, a, a Google doc yep. that we had shared. And so I'm like typing in the Google doc, but she sees, Whitney knows all the words I can't spell. And it's right. a lot of them. And so even though I know she cares about me, I still get like, even with Rachel, right? just last night I made a post and I had Rachel proofread for me and I word spelled wrong. And there's this like, oh. We all have insecurities and if we don't learn to navigate those and get past them, it will hinder everything that we do. Yeah. How, how am I going to pastor the church and lead the staff if I'm unwilling to get up ever and write on a whiteboard?
1: Right. No, let's talk about it. So when we started working together five years ago, okay. uh, I remember uh, the first time we brainstormed something together. Okay. And for a long season, you'd be like, you write it, you write it, you yeah, write it. Yeah. And there was this day where I, I don't remember why, maybe I was typing probably something or I don't know. And we were like, you write it. And you were like, but what you did was you said, "I have to tell you this." Yeah. I have to tell you I'm insecure. Yeah, yeah. Here's some reasons why, mm-hmm. and let's navigate it together. Yep. And that was a great first step. In, yeah. in coming on the other side of it. So we don't
0: write these with notes or points. No. But if but if <laughs> That's I why was, your
1: face is like, well, where are you going? <laughs> no, when? no,
0: no, no, no. But if I were going to make a point, yeah. The first point in dealing with insecurity is call it out.
1: Call it out. Call it out. Like, because just admit,
0: just admit that you're insecure about what you look like. Right. Just admit you're insecure that you don't got no money. Just admit that you don't like your haircut. Right. Just admit it. Because
1: until I told you what was happening to me whenever we would do uh sermon walkthroughs, you thought, what is happening to my friend?
0: Like, what is going on with this lady?
1: She is normally fine and confident and able to even (laughs) pretend like she knows what she's talking about, even when she doesn't know what she's talking about. What is going on with you? And I finally had to just say, this makes me really insecure. I yeah. just need you to know. Yeah. And it's actually gotten better way better. Because I was able to call it out. And yeah. So you write on the whiteboard now in staff meeting with our whole team Constantly. and you don't even care.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at a bunch of stuff on the whiteboard right now that looks like a seven year old came in here and wrote it. <laughs> it's
1: not true. It's whenever not I'm true. whenever
0: I'm writing something and I don't know how to spell it. I just throw in you all just these do the fast da, da, da. squiggles. You do
1: the doctor, the doctor script. Yeah, yeah. And where you like, can't what? I know read exactly, it. <laughs> but
0: then like the next day I go to read it, I'm like, I don't know what the junk this is. Yes,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: Okay, so insecurity is one of the greatest epidemics in the, in the world. Okay, let's talk and, about it and
1: why in ministry though. Okay. Because Why?
0: Oh, lots of reasons. Because
1: everybody's pretending?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because we think that we have to put on this facade. Yeah. We think that we have to be a certain thing. Yeah. And have, even this, even right now. Right. I feel like I need my notes and I feel like I need to be in camera one and hitting these power statements and talking about the, you know, we're here to talk about how God has great things for you. I feel like that's what I need to be.
1: Yeah.
0: Because that's what a lot of other people are. And so it makes, comparison kills everything. Confidence. Joy s- s- Oh, that's a, that's a good power statement. Calling. Com- comparison kills <laughs> confidence. It's
1: probably a power statement I stole from
0: somebody. Yeah, and right. so when we start comparing ourselves, we start to get insecure. Yeah. And comparison never stops. No. Because guess what? When that's Living good. Church had three hundred people, right. I compared what I was accomplishing to churches that have five hundred people. Right. Now that Living Church has grown, right. I now compare what we're doing to somebody else. Right. And I still feel insecure when I compare it to someone else. Right. And guess what? When, we, when we're when we the biggest church in all of the world. Right. I don't know if that's what God has for us. Right. I'm going to then compare myself to Amazon.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And I'm still not going to be. No. I'm still not going to be Jeff Bezos. Right. I'm still not going to be Elon Musk. No. Nope. I'm still not going to be Craig Rochelle. There's always going to be somebody yep. who has a little bit something different, more bigger than you think. That's just insecurity.
1: Right. Because God's called us all to individual things. Yeah. He doesn't want you to be Jeff Bezos. Like that's the part I think right. that in insecurity that we all don't understand is that like if we were all the same, we hear that when we're kids, if we were all the same, it would be very boring. Yeah, But it's true. Like there's a very like real calling on our lives and it's unique and mm-hmm. specific. And so we need to get excited about the things that make us different. Right?
0: Yeah. I think that insecurity, it keeps us stuck Yeah, in like where we are and in what is. Right. So,
1: because stepping into more, it always is risky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's risky of where you currently are. You're risking losing everything you've already done. Yeah. Right? You're risking making a fool of yourself. Yeah. You're risking not knowing what to do when you get there. Right? Yeah. And so, you've got to be willing to step out of insecurity.
0: you got to get out of it. So, like, if you're insecure, if you feel like God's called you to be a public speaker and you're insecure about it, the only way to get over that is to just start. Yeah. Is to just start. Maybe that's just like ask one of your friends. When I first started preaching, uh, I would set up the,
1: uh, the ironing, ironing board, board yep.
0: in our in our living room, and I would preach a message to Rachel because I just had to like shake off the like right the stuff. The do,
1: yeah, the just do it. Just get it out there. Yeah. What's another way that you've overcome insecurity in seasons of life? So you've called it out to people that you trust that are safe. Yeah. What's other ways?
0: I'm in counseling. Okay.
1: (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And so
0: I go and see my counselor every other week. And like a big trigger for me, like a thing that sets me off and like causes me problem is when I feel weak or when I feel like I don't have what it takes. Right. And so I think that insecurity for me is triggered by like that, that I'm not enough. Okay. So like, uh, and usually it's like, having to do with being smart I did not do good in school like my transcripts are an embarrassment Mm -hmm. from like literally kindergarten through graduation day at college like I was never a good student and so there's this like there's this voice that still exists in the back of my head that says you're stupid yeah and so when I get into Decisions, yeah. <laughs> which, as a leader, is what I do. <laughs> right. When I get into decisions. The like many times, first voice in my head is, "You're not smart enough to figure this out." Right. And then that triggers the, the insecurity of- and triggers the panic and triggers the like, "Man, you're not going to be able to figure this out."
1: Right. No, that's really. I mean,
0: that's I deep. Thi- no, that's it's deep. super
1: deep, but it's real. And so, I mean, I think on my end, like, I am expected to be weak because I'm a girl, huh. right? Like, so for me, it's not necessarily weakness. It's, um, for me, it's more you don't belong. It's the like, yeah. you're not supposed to be here. And uh, you don't really have a seat or a voice at the table. And your voice doesn't matter. And so I think that's one for me that I've had to struggle with in finding my voice. is Is it even valid in the first place to speak up? Yeah. And then when I do have something to say, does anyone even really want to hear it? Or should I even be saying it? And Which so, is sorry, man. No, it's super sorry. And the
0: devil the devil knows it. And so there's been a bunch of times that yeah. he's came in and stuff's happened to you to make you feel even more like that. Yeah. We went to a pastor's conference mm-hmm. at a Baptist-
1: Affiliated, affiliated kind of, thing, yeah.
0: And they're like a super successful church. Yeah. And like, I would even say up into this point, like a mentor church. Absolutely. And so we go. And Rachel and Whitney go. Super excited wife, to
1: be there My learn. wife goes
0: and Whitney goes. And so they had like their main sessions and then they had breakouts. Right. And in the breakout, they have the lead pastor breakout. And so Rachel and I are there. And Whitney, they have an executive level breakout. Yeah. And so Whitney goes to the executive level breakout. And we're just doing our thing and sitting there and taking yeah. notes and trying to glean some wisdom and yeah. learn. And as we're in the session about to start, somebody comes up to my wife. Right. A lady comes up to my wife and says, hey. I just want, nice to meet you. We have an administrative uh, breakout that we'd love to invite you to. Yeah. And if you know my wife, she is not an administrative person. That's not right. her <laughs> gift or her call or what she yeah. wants to do. She's leading. Right. And they tried to get her to leave the this room to go to the kids. Well, she said,
1: that's actually not f- what I do. And they yeah. said, oh, well, we have one for kids or for worship if you want to go to one of those.
0: And while that same thing's happening. Yeah. So Whitney is in the executive session. True. And somebody comes to her. One of the male pastors went and got one of their female secretaries uh, to come and ask Whitney to leave. Yeah. Because this is an executive pastor. Right. Now, did you leave? No. Okay. He said,
1: I want to make myself available to everyone in the room. And then he brought me his uh, secretary and said, This is so and so. And she can be available to you to answer any questions you have.
0: Yeah. So why do I bring that up? I bring it up because. That's what happens. Right. So Whitney's insecurity is I don't belong. Right. I don't have what it takes. I'm not even supposed to be here. And then what happens is this thing right. that says, You're not, you're, you're not you allowed don't to belong. be here. Yeah. And so you it's like in our the insecurities, they have things that support them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no. that could have been like a that could have been a deal breaker for you. Yeah. man. That could have like. No, it could have. You.
1: But I think the one of the things for me that has been such a uh, yeah a, a, an attack against the insecurity has been allowing people in my life and in my circle to one know the things I'm insecure about and then speak life into yeah. uh, into me and against the things that are insecure. I knew who I was here. I know who I am in this circle. Right. I know who I am in my church, like outside of the context. It's funny. We talk about it sometimes. We'll go to places and people are so confused by the dynamic of who we are and what we do. And I forget because a living church is such a part of our culture that people don't question anymore. They did in the beginning. We had to fight through it. Yeah, they all left. Yeah, they're already gone, so it doesn't matter, now.
0: Through some bloody knuckles of mine, but we <laughs> No, we but because them.
1: you were willing, you were willing to fight for my insecurity. Yeah. And there's been times that I've been willing to fight for your insecurity, and yeah. I think that matters in stepping into more. You can't just okay. do it by yourself. You have to have people around you helping you fight So, that.
0: So draw it out. Talk okay. about things that's insecure, but then yeah. what you just said super good. Right. Build a team to help you get fight. beyond those insecurities. Because yeah. there's a lot of times I get insecure where I feel like I don't, I feel like I'm prejudged. Right. I feel like uh, I understand the aura that I put off. What what aura is that? I'm just saying, like, I know (laughs) what I look like. I know what my voice sounds like. I know that I come across. Intense? Yes. Yeah. And so, but I also know that I'm actually tender.
1: Right. And caring and thoughtful. Yeah. And so, like,
0: that creates an insecurity in me that, like, I think people just think I'm a bull. But,
1: and because the enemy's allowed other people in your life to speak those words over you, yeah, it's amplified.
0: Exactly, it's amplified. And so, what I've had to do, and what God's thankfully done, is put a team around me that helps remind me who I am. Yep. So, when I walk in, we had a meeting not too long ago, right? uh, That uh, I walked in with my fists up. Because I was insecure. Yeah. Because not actually my fists up. Not no, like but
1: actually. you were tense. Like you felt like these people are coming after me. Right.
0: Because my assumption, based on my own insecurities, that they see me as this thing.
1: Yeah. When when, when really yeah. I was sitting in the meeting like, these people are trying to learn from you. Right. These people want your help. They want your input. And uh, yeah, we had a conversation about it.
0: Yeah. And so our insecurities they stop us in a lot of things. Yeah. So if somebody. Here, were you going to say something else on that? No,
1: I just think that in in being, uh, if you're wanting to fight your insecurity and you've called it out and you've let people in, then you have to have a heart open and willing to let them speak into it. Because oh. in that moment, yeah, I said to you, "Hey, Tristan, they're not fighting you." Yeah, and you were like, "What? Oh," and if you didn't have the right heart in it, you wouldn't have heard it the way. You want to fight those insecurities. Yeah. And so you've said yes to it, but then you've allowed your heart to be open to have the help to help you get there. And so it shifted and it shifted something in you that day that it has carried is. yeah, carried you and, and, and really beaten some of that insecurity because yeah. you were willing to let me speak into, hey, they're not fighting you. yeah. And I think so often we say we want to fight our insecurities, God. but we don't allow the people that we've said we want to help us fight them yeah. to speak to it.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's one of the reasons you have to have people in your life that are different than you yeah. that see things from a different perspective right. yeah. and they'll say it a different way. Yeah.
1: Cuz no, when my sister
0: told me that, yeah. I was able to hear it. Right. and retain it and it didn't feel like another you're you're a loser. You're You're doing, you're it, wrong. It's wrong. You're doing it wrong. Right. Yeah, but it because was, it wasn't. It was,
1: it was from a place of love of going, "Hey, I know you really want to beat this." Yeah. And so be yeah, do it.
0: We Good. have a ton of young people that come to Living Church. Yeah and a part of our heart in ministry yeah. is to develop them into all that God's called Absolutely. them to. Absolutely. And so you run a you run a internship program that yeah. we have here at LC yeah. where a ton of young adults are in that and they're here getting DNA of the house like learning about how Living Church does what yeah. it's going to do. What are some things that you're seeing in this generation yeah. that man is stifling them from pursuing more because of insecurities.
1: I think that uh, what I've noticed is that they feel like they need to have the right answer right then Hmm. and asking for help is not, um, what would you say, Bailey, not good enough, not uh, not allowed, Uh, that they need to have it. They need to like already know the answer. And um, I think something for you and I that we've seen success in is being willing to ask for help, yeah. being willing to call other churches and say, how'd do you do what you do? Like yeah. in the first first year of our church, we wouldn't have made it if we wouldn't have done that. And I think that the yes. next generation coming up has to learn that it's okay to not already know.
0: And so that when I hear that, I think that that's humility.
1: Yeah, but or, I don't, but I don't think it is
0: it pride and humility or is it something different? Um. Or is that is that my generation?
1: I I definitely know it's our generation. Yeah. Um. But then I don't know. That I think that's the dichotomy. I'm I'm trying to sh- learn this. I have young adults almost that yeah. I'm raising as yeah. as a parent. But then leading this group, um, it's been interesting to see because I think it's something ingrained in them that they need to know. It's not really. It, yes, there's absolutely those who are struggling with that. But then there's also a whole generation of kids whose parents, um weren't the kind of parents that we grew up having that if they didn't get it right they've they've failed they were in trouble they and so they're fighting to always have it right
0: yeah no it's tough it's tough because not dealing with those pieces of insecurity will really stifle everything that god has because if i
1: if i go super deep i'm pretty sure their parents didn't deal with their insecurity and that it's a generational curse that's now well, trickled yeah, down that's a whole that's i'm just whole saying can of worms but i mean really that's what i think because
0: we think that generational curses are these like voodoo witch doctors right and like grandpa was an alcoholic and, and so we only an think alcoholic. of
1: like an affair and an alcoholic no, yeah no, all these no, no, things man, no it's,
0: it's the the insecurity of grandma got to mom and the insecurity of mom got to daughter the insecurity of daughter will get to yeah her kid.
1: but just like viruses and things it 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 morphs. yeah, and so I think it's morphed in this generation.
0: So the so the so the the, the starting point of it might not be lack of or humility or humility, but the answer might be humility, right? And so if right. you're feeling that man, if you just humble yourself, yeah, before some people and before some leaders, yeah, man, it could really help you get through some of that,
1: yeah, insecurity funk. No, it's true. What do you think is another insecurity struggle in ministry for? So let's talk about the dudes. So we've talked about these young people. What about the dudes that you see, that you encounter? Lead pastors, other leaders, other people. What is the biggest insecurity you think that that group of people faces in stepping into all the more God has?
0: The fake flex.
1: That's what I would have said too. <laughs>
0: the fake flex. <laughs> yeah. I almost can't stomach it sometimes. Like as I'm talking to other leaders and pastors, and they're just flexing so hard about their series and their building program and how many people are coming to their church and I'm about to do this. You know what you're really sick of is hearing people talk about what they're about, about to, do. to do. I don't care what you're about to do. I what care are you what you're actually are doing. Right? Ideas are garbage. Right. Execution is everything. Right. We're talking about what you're about to do. Right. What are you actually accomplishing? No, it's good. And so I think that that there's this like, yeah, performance thing, aura that we put off. We all show up at conferences or whatever with our like little iron collar shirt. We're like rocking our brand new white Crispy Jordans. And like we got our wife there and we tell her to smile before we walk in. Right. But like, really, we're down three staff members. Right. And like we're not meeting budget. And man, I'm tired and worn out and I need a vacation.
1: Yeah. No. And I think that the the only well, it's refreshing when we find people who can just tell the truth.
0: It's refreshing. It's and refreshing.
1: And really, part of my heart in this podcast is that we could be refreshing, don't yeah, you think? Because yeah. it's rare.
0: I went through a bunch of hurt in ministry. Yeah. And uh, was trying to heal through it. And I kept asking some people the same questions. And it was like, nobody would be real with yeah. me. Yeah. And then finally, I talked with a pastor. And I said, I just need you to... Will you just tell me what you're... Like, I need you to cry. Yeah. Tell me the truth. And so... uh so this pastor, he did, and he told me his hurt, and he, like, genuinely remembered what he went through, and he started crying about, like, what he went through. And it was this, like, oh, look, he he bleeds. I know I referenced Rocky last time, and so I'm sorry I'm going to do it <laughs> it's again okay. this time. But when Rocky was fighting Ivan Drago, and finally he got Drago, and Drago's bleeding, yeah. it's like he realized he's not a machine. Yeah. He's a man. He's not a machine. Yeah, And when other leaders will just open up, yeah and say, ouch, and say, I don't know, it really helps us. Like Maybe one of the biggest insecurities is that I know my ugly, and when I know my ugly and I see everybody else is beautiful, it makes my ugly even uglier.
1: No, yeah, that's so good though, because if we could all instead just be willing to show the ugly, yeah, then I think there would be a lot of insecurity that would be diminished across the board, don't yeah. you think?
0: Yeah, if everybody could just be real and not posture, and not be in competition.
1: It's part of the sparkle, the magic, the whatever of Living Church. Yeah, Is that we made a decision a long time ago to be transparent as leaders.
0: We're dangerously transparent here. We are
1: dangerously, that is a great. Um, So much so that like we've shared all kinds of things. We have been willing to share things that, that maybe most people would be shocked and appalled that we are, but why? I don't know. Why are we willing to do it?
0: Oh, because man, You know that picture that pastors, like, they have hanging up in their offices, like old school pastors, Yep. where uh, there's, like, a dude who's a shepherd, and he's wearing, like, the purple cloth, and he has a sheep over his thing, and he has a little... Staff in his hand, yep. That's wrong. Right. As a pastor, I might be the shepherd, but for that picture to be accurate, what they would have to do is get a sheep and make him stand on two legs and have that sheep put another sheep over the sheep's shoulders, and the sheep's trying to hold on to the little crook, and he can't do it because he just got a sheep
1: no, he's gonna be falling paw over. or hoof <laughs> or whatever it's
0: called. <laughs> I, I am not a different species than the people that I'm leading.
1: Come on, that's good.
0: I'm not. No. I'm not Jesus. No. I'm not. I'm fallen. I have sinful desires. I have insecurities. I have all these things, and for so many years— it felt like pastors were other species than me yeah
1: i was going to say we grew up we believing
0: cuz how they're perfect right. look which look. is
1: why when they do fall because they're man, men and women they're just humans it, it rocks it everybody. rocks your world
0: and so when we can just admit that like we battle with all of the things absolutely
1: no we've shared all the, the, the things the bible
0: says that all sin is common to man like right. Jesus was tempted in every way, in every, like right. we're all, we're all tempted. We all have insecurities, we all have weaknesses. And when we can just admit those things, it can help other people find freedom.
1: Absolutely. The most, uh, I heard a thing a long time ago, the most, uh, universal, the most personal things are the most universal things, meaning mm. the most deeply intimate things that we struggle with are actually, uh, the things that everybody struggles with, yeah. but the enemy likes to trick us into isolation and thinking that we're the only ones who struggle with this. Oh yeah,
0: because if we think we're the only ones, then we think that we're some kind of freak. Right. And if we're a freak, we better not tell anybody because we're going to get found out. Because
1: if I think that I'm the only female that's ever struggled with, do I really belong at this table? Do I really have a voice in ministry? Do I actually uh, have something to bring value to God's house? Then I'll just stay right here where I am doing exactly the sameness that I've always done and not step into more.
0: And if I think I'm the only guy that's Battled with not knowing how to navigate anxiety right. or pressure, right. or through self-medication or pornography. Right. Right. If I think I'm the only person that's ever felt these feelings, then guess what? The devil's got me because now I'm isolated. And me versus the devil, me, my flesh right. versus the devil, I lose. Right?
1: No, it's good. But the
0: power that raised Christ from the dead lives mm-hmm. in me. Absolutely. And one can flee a thousand, two can flee ten thousand. Right. When we have community around us and we have the Spirit of God living in us, we can squish those grass apples.
1: Super good. So we identify it and call it out. We get people around us to help us. Yeah. We have a humble heart willing to receive it. Receive help and inform is there any other pieces in fighting it? I mean you just said we allow the power of Christ. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. because um, you and I are speaking from oh. from fighting insecurity, not from we've we've overcome insecurity. No, no. We're fighting it every day. Yeah. What's the other
0: I don't I don't know, probably a bunch. I think that identifying the combinations they get thrown at you
1: this is good yeah
0: so like for me you know how in fighting they like boxers they throw combinations yeah. one-two punch kind of hook, thing right right, hook, right right you know kick whatever Head right but i don't know right i think that for all of us that the devil has a tailor-made strategy to destroy us mm-hmm. and so for me there's these certain things that he's going to throw, right? And so once I know insecurity or anger or uh, lust or whatever is right. going to come at me, I know that that right hook's coming, right? And so I'm able to dodge it. And so when we can identify what are the things that make us insecure or feel inadequate, we can get ready for it. So like if you, so like okay, yeah. transparent. No go. Uh, I'll
1: say something too. <laughs> when we, I
0: remember I got invited this years ago to speak at a youth convention. Okay. And I was going to speak this yep. big, it was the first youth convention I'd done. Right. It's big. A yeah. friend was bringing me in. And so uh, Whitney, who is my fashion coordinator, uh, <laughs> she was pushing me to get rid of all of my like big baggy pants and to go. Painter's
1: hook pants? They, yeah. they, had, they weren't no, that bad. No, but. The
0: hammer and loop shoes. Yeah. yeah. They weren't that bad. They weren't that bad. But I'm getting rid of all those. And her and Rachel took me to the mall and they bought me all these skinny jeans. Yeah. And I was insecure about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so uh, they bought me skinny pants. And so then I'm in the hotel about to go out and preach. And I put on these skinny pants and I get flooded and I start being mean to Rachel and yeah. mean to you and Aaron. Right. Because there's just like this thing in me. That I feel insecure and I'm triggered, and so I, because uh, you felt start like what lashing out.
1: You felt like a fraud. You felt like you were trying to be somebody you weren't. What did you feel like?
0: Oh, I felt, I felt fat. Oh. And so I have some body image issues. I think. Yeah. I used to be into bodybuilding, and then you get out of bodybuilding, you just keep eating all the same food. You kind of have a problem with that. And so I'm just like looking in the mirror, and I'm not what I want to look like. But I used to be wearing clothes that were drapes. Right. And now I'm wearing these clothes that are all tight Right. And I'm not real confident in what I've got going on. And like, I'm going to go and do the thing I got called to do. Right. Like when I'm 16, God co- called me to do s- these things and now I'm stepping onto the stage to go and do it. But the insecurity almost stole all of the joy of right. the moment.
1: Right. No. Yeah.
0: That's a little off the question that you asked me. No. What was the first question?
1: I just was saying, what was the, what do you combat it with? But I think.
0: What do I combat it with? But we
1: we've made a list of how to combat the insecurity. But I think being transparent. And then you, you were saying knowing the combination of how oh, it oh, attacks oh, 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 you. Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, okay. No, Got it's good. It. So now after that happened, I understand.
1: Right. Now, you know,
0: I understand it. Okay. I was talking about the combinations.
1: That's what. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's good.
0: I, I realize now that that's a that's a thing I have to be aware of. Yeah. So like this Easter. Yeah. A couple days ago, I don't know when you're watching this, but we just had Easter here yeah. last last, last week.
1: Last yeah.
0: week. And so I go and buy these like blue pants and this white jacket and I mm-hmm. look like an Easter bunny up there and I look like I'm wearing pajamas slash the Easter bunny slash Mr. Rogers.
1: These were the words you said, yes. Yeah,
0: and so though everybody around me who actually knows about fashion says you look great, Pastor. This is amazing. This is this is the vibe. I felt insecure yeah. in it. But I had to make a decision to not be rude and mean and lose all the joy right. of the weekend because I think I look kind of silly in this white jacket. Yeah. I had to listen to those voices and I had to squish the lies in me.
1: No, it's good. Because you recognized it. So for me, I've talked about, um, I've shared it at Living Church because that's what we do. But like for me, in seasons that are heavy and hard, um, the addiction I've struggled with has been spending money. Like replacing my anxiety, my fear, my frustration, whatever, with just something new. A new pair of shoes, new whatever. So much so that in seasons of life, I racked up debt and had to deal with all of that. And And that is an attack I've recognized comes from insecure feelings. Sometimes they're fear, sometimes they're sadness, sometimes they're anxiety of like, I can just instead replace it with joy, right? Because I've bought this thing and I have to catch myself in like moments where I have this trigger in me to like, just go, let me just go spend money. Let me just go shop. Let me just go fill the void and go, wait a minute. What are you actually feeling? Yeah what do you actually cuz for you the reason you've been able to stop it you recognized wait yeah. what am i actually feeling yeah i'm feeling like i've got a great message and i know it's what god wants me to speak and so but
0: i feel like what i look like
1: doesn't match doesn't match what i
0: want in my head right and you've identified yeah. that when i'm sad right i want or to go or insecure or whatever i, I feel like i
1: need to it's a flex
0: it's, it's a flex. flex.
1: I need to flex that. Oh, I can get something new and shiny. It'll make me feel new and shiny. No, and it so doesn't. So if you
0: can figure out right. what the. And there's, I've got 10. No, me too. When I can figure out right. what I start to do that is just based out of insecurity, right. I can stop doing it. No, it's really good. It's called self awareness, which is a whole, a whole other. that's a whole episode. That's, a whole that's other this whole
1: topic. thing. No, but I think that's super good because we all want to look at the highlight reel of everyone else's life and then compare it to us and we feel unworthy but yeah. when we recognize that god's called us to more and in the more there's going to be tension yeah there's going to be a fight and fighting our insecurity is like the first step mm-hmm. that's the way we get there right
0: yeah the yeah the tug of more there's always a problem
1: there's always there's always something
0: there's always something the people that we compare ourselves to or we wish we were had what they had and didn't have what we have in whatever area man they got battles we don't even know about no right they got problems and stresses no, right. More money, more problems, right, right. More people in your church, more problems. No, it was it mother kids, Teresa or whoever kids, said if problems. we
1: put all our junk out on the table, we'd all pick our own junk back up because exactly. we don't know what everybody else no. is struggling. so,
0: like I know that you're insecure about whatever you're insecure about. yeah, but man, you don't know the pain that that person you're looking at right is carrying every single day.
1: No, you don't know the journey and the struggle, mm-hmm. the tension, the tug that they've had. It's to fight. easy
0: to look at Robert Morris. And be like, I want to do what Gateway is doing. But I don't know the pain that he's he right. I don't know the stress.
1: The sacrifice. We got
0: twelve staff at Living Church. He's got three hundred staff. Right. He got someone having a baby every month. He got someone yeah. with a broke down car right. every day. Right. I mean, there's like the stress has gotta be just crazy. Yeah. And we 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 feel insecure because we aren't doing that. Quit flexing and quit comparing. Yeah, just be real. Yeah, just be real.
1: Well, the hope of this podcast is that we would be real. Yeah. And hopefully we'll keep doing that over the next however long. But the best way for us to be real and relevant to what y'all are struggling with in your life is for you to... Let us know, ask us questions, be engaged in this, share it out, and then uh, let us know how we can keep having the conversation.
0: Comment uh, with any questions that you have that you want us to talk about. Follow us on social, Facebook, Instagram. I want to get a TikTok, but Bailey won't let me. Uh, (laughs) But maybe at some point you'll see me on on the talk.
1: The dab, always the dab. Um,
0: uh, Yeah. And the more that you guys are engaged, the better it's going to be for us to continue to create right. content. Yeah, we want to talk about all the things. Yeah, but it kind of is. Ministry is an experiment. Right.
1: It's no. An experiment. And this is an experiment. And
0: so, like, if we do this experiment and like, ain't nobody watching after we do ten episodes, well, then we're going to have to try something else.
1: Is that an insecurity that you're speaking to?
0: No. It's <laughs> I'm a just It's a logistical. I'm just yeah, like. <laughs> If it don't work, it's not working. No,
1: right. So you gotta keep engaging.
0: Like, follow, share, subscribe.